0: Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Michael. please sit back and enjoy the show.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley. This is my lovely co-host, Michael Duncan. How are we?
0: I don't know how you are, but I'm doing wonderfully. It's I just, just like, finished. A saying. I don't think it is.
1: <laughs> I think it is.
0: I'm not so sure about that.
1: Like if somebody like gets on stage and is like, "How are we tonight?"
0: But like normally you ask how I'm doing, not how the audience is. Like the audience isn't going to answer you. They they have an audience to answer them.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, some so I mean, like you if
0: doing? <laughs> if this is suddenly an episode of Dora the Explorer and you're going to wait a couple, <laughs> 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 couple seconds and say great after you pretend that they answered that's fine but i didn't think that was this program personally
1: okay speaking of dora i'm learning spanish again which is very interesting props to duolingo not a sponsor not duolingo is not a sponsor but they are currently sponsoring me because they are getting me to learn spanish again I i learned spanish i used to be fluent in spanish and then i stopped speaking spanish and then
0: how can you stop being fluent in a language? That's probably you a really dumb question, but you like
1: don't use it, or you aren't surrounded by it. Like if you knowing it from like birth is a different story, because that's kind of like ingrained into your brain. That's why they tell you to teach like your babies a second language or ASL and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but if you learn to speak it as an like an older person, high school, an adult, you can lose it if you're not surrounded by the language or speak it all the time.
0: You learn something new every day you know. for you it's spanish for me it's you can unlearn spanish
1: exactly <laughs> but we have a fun show planned um today we're going to talk a little bit about nfl news as always we're going to talk about some sophomore breakout candidates that we were looking at and going forward we're going to take a each division um one at a time throughout each podcast every week and go over the storylines that are most intriguing for us kind of the overall synopsis of who they lost, who they gained, and some really interesting storylines. As we go through this, training camps will be starting to meet or during training camps. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out. But we can jump right into the NFL news. Um, Nikhil Harry was traded from the Patriots to the Bears for a 2024 seventh-round pick. How do you feel on that value?
0: Um, I mean, I think it's really good value for the Bears. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just—it's—it's—it's you, just—it so doesn't matter. Like he's yeah. probably not going to amount to anything, and so if he does, like great. And if he doesn't, for the Bears it doesn't matter. For the so Patriots, fun. it's just completely admitting their mistake, and it's as simple yeah. as that. Like these these kind of moves happen every year, and they almost yeah. never matter. So yeah,
1: and Patriots fans were like, "We'll literally trade him for a dollar if you want him. Like you can take him." And so and they the Bears, finally finally got Needed
0: him. a dollar at wide receiver. Yeah, they
1: they did. Um another trade Baker Mayfield was traded to the Panthers last week I believe that's a week ago right because we didn't do last week's show Yeah I don't have the trade package do you have know what that trade was
0: I believe it's a fifth but I can okay. double check
1: Okay While you'll double-check, he held his press conference. Um, He says he will be wearing number six. He traded with whoever had number six at the time and said that that was his number as a walk-on in college, and it symbolizes his journey in football and how he made it here and all that. The Panthers do say that they still will have basically an open competition for the starting QB spot, which is
0: interesting. Oh well, no, it's crap. That's it's just it's coach speak. Um, And it was the 2024 conditional fifth round pick that could become a fourth round pick, and then they only have to pay five million dollars of his salary. Um, Also, something else I just learned is that his deal with Progressive is now over, which is probably the most disheartening thing that I've ever heard. I don't, they, I don't, well, why not take advantage of it and make a whole new set of commercials? I don't get so it. So
1: he did want to do like a moving out commercial, like picking up and moving and it, they just couldn't get it done. How this sad. I would have, I would have loved to see him moving out. This is like the they worst. like changed the locks on him. Come on.
0: I'm, I, 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 I literally, I just found this out live and I am yep. I'm very sad. Those are some of the best commercials on television every year. So I'm very disappointed.
1: I love the one about the fire alarm that beeps that he has to change the batteries in the fire alarm. Yeah, in the stadium, I love that one.
0: They're all great. It's sad. I know. But
1: um, yeah. Le'Veon Bell says he will not be playing in the NFL this year. He has shifted his focus to his boxing career. He is boxing Adrian Peterson on July 30th, and from then, will continue to focus on boxing as his new career.
0: In other news, it was not Le'Veon Bell's decision yes. to not play in the NFL <laughs> this year. It was the decision of 32 NFL teams. Yes.
1: Exactly. But he will
0: still be boxing Adrian Peterson. So yep. that's good. That's what they need more head trauma.
1: Exactly. I mean, do one,
0: you're rich. I don't care. But like, I don't know.
1: It's better than. Actually, Anthony Adrian Oprah.
0: Peterson isn't rich. No. He lost like all of his money.
1: Like, was it gambling? Was gambling no,
0: I, I believe he trusted the wrong dude dude, um, like, I, I, it's been a while since I've read the article. It came out a long time ago, but like, yeah, someone really early on uh, made a lot of bad decisions for him or stole a bunch of his mm-hmm. money and kind of just got away with it. I don't remember the exact details. Did you ever
1: but, watch Ballers? Um,
0: no. Is that a, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson in that?
1: hmm
0: No, I've seen it's it. It's about like the NFL
1: it, players and he becomes like an agent.
0: Oh. Jazz. No. Um,
1: it's a very good show, but that's one of the storylines in the show is like, somebody got paid big bucks in like their first season and was like giving their money to friends and family and sounds about right. Yeah. I won't spoil the rest for you. Um, But other news, Deshaun Watson's NFL suspension hearings, like his disciplinary hearings concluded last week. There's still no decision made yet. I don't believe any of the headlines because half of the headlines say it will be the most suspension ever. And some of them will be like, Oh, it looks super low. He's only going to, miss five to six games so if it's anything less than an entire season I'm going to be so mad and I will have an entire episode just venting about it so moving on. <laughs> moving on the House Oversight Committee wants Dan Snyder to testify they've been going through that whole thing with the Washington organization um, but they need him to like accept his subpoena and he has refused so I'm not sure how that's going to work out so as of right now it doesn't look like he's going to testify there Um, And in my favorite news of the week, Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend posted a picture with her new boyfriend, who is Dax Milne. Dax Milne was Zach Wilson's roommate and like best friend at BYU. So people are obviously like, what the hell? So then they commented on her Instagram and said, homie hopper. And then she commented back, and said he was sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's the real homie hopper. So in other news, Zach Wilson has that dog in him. Um, and he has always loved uh, cougars, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, the great internet's great been friends. a really great place <laughs> in that little pocket of it for the past 48 hours. There's a lot of American pie memes and uh, Stifler's mom jokes. Stacy's mom Wilson. Jokes. Yep. Uh, Zach Wilson got on Instagram today and said, been, you know, in a place out of cell service. What did I miss? All his, uh, <laughs> I teammates. didn't see that. Yeah, all of his teammates were commenting. They're like brutal, yeah. uh, legend, whatever. So yeah. um, massively entertaining. Yeah. Um, just a great, you know, fantastic feel good storyline for everyone involved.
1: Yep, yep. So. But like that really is like a huge deal in like the BYU mormon community oh, yeah. where he went to college like that's a huge deal like they're going to byu you're not even supposed to sleep with people you know like you and i'm they, sure
0: him and his girlfriend never slept together
1: yeah it's exactly but you know what i mean and like now this is like public knowledge that he was sleeping with like mom's best friend and all this stuff and it's like a stain on byu i don't know i don't know much about
0: well, what? I don't like it's a it's a college football pro. I don't I don't know I whatever I
1: I don't know I'm deep into uh, Mormon TikToks so I do know how you can get into the college football parties at BYU if you'd like. What do you what are you making that face for?
0: I'm just I wh- how are you deep into Mormon? I don't TikTok? know
1: I think I liked a couple of them that popped up early on and now I just get so many and like I've learned so much a lot of it against my will but so much on the BYU culture okay yeah and then I and then I watched Keep Sweet Pray and Obey that one was wild and I'm watching Under the Banner of Heaven
0: I started is one of those on Hulu
1: yeah Under the Banner of Heaven it's with Andrew Garfield
0: nope that's not what I'm thinking of <laughs> I started watching a documentary I don't even remember if it was on Mormons to be honest I don't think it was which <laughs> is the one where you can have like a bunch of wives Mormons or oh, LDS, okay.
1: it's not like it's not like Mormons. It's the FLDS. Like it's like a yeah. It's the FLDS. Okay. I started which,
0: watching something. If
1: you're watching the documentary, it's probably on Netflix. Keep sweet, pray and obey. It's
0: Maybe like it the was. popular. No, writer. it wasn't on Netflix. I was watching it on Hulu. No, it was it was Peacock.
1: Oh, I I canceled my Peacock subscription.
0: Well, aren't you cool? <laughs> My sister pays for it, so Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean I pay for the rest of them. It's fine. Actually I don't. Uh my friend pays for HBO Max. Can I be sued now that I've admitted that?
1: No, I don't think so, because you can Um, have multiple people. I just think can't I don't think you can have like a million people. I also think like they're coming to watch our podcast.
0: I'm just saying, like maybe one of the you know everyone in here is
1: sworn to secrecy.
0: This is, oh, this God. is your
1: oath to us. Um, all right. You want to jump into, to our sophomore breakout candidates?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's um, do it. I don't, I don't know how you want to do this. Cause I just put together a big list and you have three.
1: Um, <laughs> Cause I didn't, so... I literally wrote when I made the show sheet, sophomore breakouts. Are we still doing this question mark? Because we had floated a couple of things. And so I have my three, we'll go through, I'll just speak on yours, then go through my three
0: at fbi thanks jake wow um, yes jake
1: mormon tiktok i'll send you them if you'd like next time they really, wanted
0: my you, free page. really wanted you to get the spelling mistake oh,
1: yeah That's
0: i'm confused
1: crazy.
0: me too parody oh parody law dunk oh, <laughs> oh i get it i get it now fan's a teacher too smart for us um anyway okay um i'm gonna start out with a homer pick but one that i don't think is being talked about enough especially except uh, by
1: us
0: (laughs) well yes that's true um but and that's devonta smith and so yeah so straight up the 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 big you know the big reason that people aren't talking about him is one he was very much overshadowed by jamar chase and Mm -hmm. he was overshadowed by jalen waddle last year uh because they both had incredible you know rookie campaigns and that's great Um, But it should be noted that the Eagles were 32nd in pass attempts last year, and Devonta Smith still had a really, really, really great rookie season. Uh, He was just under 1,000 yards, I believe. Um, He did set the Eagles' uh, rookie receiving record, um, previously held by Deshaun Jackson. But um, regardless of that, uh, he had a great season. He had 916 yards, so yeah. Um, But the the thing about it is they trade for A.J. Brown. They didn't pass a lot last year. People are assuming that the A.J. Brown will walk in and be the number one wide receiver, which I agree. That's probably the most likely. But I don't think that anyone is keeping in mind the fact that what if we're wrong? Like, even if they don't increase their passing too much, which they will because they traded for A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts is going to get better as a passer. Devonta Smith should improve. And if he improves from what he had last year, which was, you know, five touchdowns, 916 yards, that's going to be a solid season. And I don't think it's at all out of the question that he can outperform A.J. Brown, especially because he has more chemistry that's built up with Jalen Hurts already. He has already been in this offense before. Um,
1: And with Jalen Hurts even before that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a ton in college, but,
1: but still I, they know yeah. each other. That chemistry exactly. off the field is there too.
0: Well, AJ Brown is also like Jalen hurts best friend. So yeah. Well, lots, lots uh, of, I wasn't going to bring that up because it's kind of like, but all three <laughs> of them are that. like hanging out together and running yes. up the hill in the rain and posting it on Instagram. Right. So that's really cute. Um, but yeah, Devonta Smith, I think is just someone that people are forgetting about. Like this yeah. dude won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. He's really good at football. And people are almost, like, leaving him for dead. The uh, fantasy spin on that is the fact that A.J. Brown is going in, like, the second, third round as a wide receiver. um, And Devonta Smith is going in, like, the seventh. And I think that it's much closer to them being... I think it's more likely that they have almost the exact same stats at the end of the year than A.J. Brown blowing Devonta Smith out of the water. So...
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you and I have talked about Devontae Smith a lot on this podcast in the past couple of weeks. Um, I I just think it'll also elevate Devontae Smith. There are certain players that can be elevated by having another good presence in the wide receiver room, and there are certain yep. players that completely hinder them. And I think Devontae Smith is a player who will be helped by having another person who plays a good role on an offense.
0: Well, A.J. Brown is going to get all the number one cornerbacks. Exactly. Because why wouldn't you? He's exactly. he's a pro he's a perennial pro bowler one of the best wide receivers in the league, yep. But Devonta Smith is also crazy talented, so yep.
1: And he has incredibly diverse you know routes and just an incredible route runner. He knows how to make cornerbacks slip. Like being paired with a cornerback too, and Devonta Smith is a. Recipe for disaster for whoever the Eagles are playing. Um, so I, I, I'm I completely for him as a sophomore. Pick-up.
0: Cool. Awesome. Um, and so next you're going to talk about, and I think we can actually talk about these two almost hand in hand, but two mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us off and I'll throw in my bit at the end.
1: Yeah. So mine was Trevor Lawrence. I think him, I think anyone in an urban Meyer scheme is completely knocked down a couple extra notches. So coming from a rookie year where he had a little bit of problems adjusting in the NFL, also having urban Meyer and not a great cast around him and a lot of injuries around him really set him back a little bit. I think Doug Peterson with him is going to be incredible. Um, And I, you can, you can speak to that again one after because you're a Doug Peterson stan. And and the huge one is he has a much better offensive line and a better surrounding cast. I mean, for me, it really most of it comes down to roster and especially that offensive line, that he's going to have just a little bit more time in the pocket because I think if you give him just a couple more seconds in the pocket that he's going to be a lot better with his completions and everything. So I am on board with Trevor Lawrence this year. I don't know if I'm on board with him for fantasy, um, but I am on board that Trevor will make a decent leap this year.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm not going to go too far into the Doug Peterson thing because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've already talked about it like five times this off season. Um, because I'm just happy that he's back, you know? Yeah. Um, also shout out Brett Brown. He's back. He made it back from the process and he's now coaching with the Spurs. Nobody here cares about that except for me. And I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, but anyway, uh yeah the other guy I want to talk about is Travis Etienne and I think they, they go hand in hand I think giving Travis Etienne and it's nothing against James Robinson but Travis Etienne is a very different player than James Robinson but giving him back to Trevor Lawrence as a safety valve and just a guy that he's been comfortable with and been using since really his first day in college practices um I think is going to be huge for Lawrence's development his ability to take a step forward and Travis Etienne it seems like he's back from the injury uh, all the injury experts that you know, I read or that I you know, look to for these type of answers have said that there's really nothing to worry about with him coming back from this injury given the timeline. And he's an electric player. And sometimes just having that guy that you can get the ball in his hands and he can outrun everybody and you know go for a 90-yard. Like, there's not that many people in the league like that. Travis Etienne should be one of them. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I think they go hand in hand. And I'm, I'm just excited to see Travis Etienne on a NFL field. But I do think that they absolutely go hand in hand with each other and will help each other out.
1: Definitely, because giving Trevor Lawrence options will only benefit him. Having more options, and again, a guy, a person with chemistry, with a history with, is something that will help out a young guy in the NFL. So I completely agree. And while we're talking Trevor Lawrence, I can piggyback off of that into one of my other breakouts, and that's Zach Wilson. I'm not going to vouch for him making a Ginormous leap, but I mean last year he he's was already
0: taking a step forward. Yes. Um he's dating his mom's best friend. So
1: I don't know if they're dating. I think they're they just um, used to sleeping, sleep. Sleeping together. You know, whatever.
0: I don't care. Either
1: way. He's whatever, like on I, I think he's getting close to being on my cool guy status list. So why are you making that face?
0: What? No, sorry. I'm uh, I'm looking I, I was I was trying to pull up um Our offensive line rankings from the website, I'm just not 100% sure. I don't think they're updated yet. I know Brad sent them to us, but I wanted to see where he currently has the Jets ranked, and I don't think that they're updated. Uh, Well, If you
1: wanted to look in Discord, I can speak about Zach Wilson a little bit. Um, I think overall he's a candidate for a sophomore league because he really can't go much lower. I know that sounds like a cop-out. But he was 28th in attempts last year, 30th in passing yards, tied for 31st for passing touchdowns, and middle of the pack on interceptions. Um, so he really has nowhere to go but up. Um, but that Jets roster is incredibly stacked. They have, I think the front office staff and the coaching staff have shown that they are fully on board with Zach Wilson this year, with who they've put around him, the money they've invested around him with players like Brees Hall. The wide receiver room is absolutely stacked with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. You have CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, local Jeremy Ruckert.
0: Um up put Tyler Conklin in that list? What? Can we not put Tyler Conklin in the list? Of we like don't have to put it on the list, but
1: I, I, I said the wide receiver room was absolutely stacked, and then I named their two tights, like starting okay. tight ends. Okay. After. I didn't okay. I forgot to put a break and say, and their tight ends are.
0: Okay. Um, I believe you.
1: Yeah. I don't, I'm not putting on that, like absolutely stacked. Um, But yeah, I mean, overall this roster in and of itself has made a huge improvement. Um, I do really love Robert Sala. um, And I just, I don't know. I think he is primed to make a decent leap. I also love that the, I know betting odds aren't always, you know, the best, but all of the money in Vegas has the best bang for your buck right now is to bet on the Jets over wins this season, which is always a fairly good indication. Um, I don't know. All in all, I really do love seeing what the Jets are doing for Zach Wilson. And I feel like it's an offense they're building around him. It's not just an offense, a generalized offense. So yeah, and he's saving used to is still sleeping with his mom's best friend. So, you know, I think it's that gives fair. him some points.
0: I think so. Right? I, mean, I, awesome. he's already, I think he's already taken a step forward.
1: Exactly. Like, you're in the NFL, a storyline like that, like, if that's the headline you're making and it's not something bad, you yeah, wouldn't point. You made a step up.
0: It's much better than exactly other story, storylines. Exactly. That we've seen. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get to your last one, I'm just going to I'm going to hit two and one real quick. Which yep. And then are, we both
1: have the next one, I know.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, But that's Patrick Sertain and JC Horn. They were the top two cornerbacks in that 2021 class. JC Horn, his season was over after only three games, but he looked really solid to start the season. So that one's kind of an easy one. Like, I think it's really just like, OK, he's back. He's healthy. Just go back to doing what he's doing and he should be really good on a Panthers defense that I think has more talent than people Probably give it credit for because the team is such a dumpster fire in general. Um, But the other one, Patrick Sertain, um, he I I think he ended up being the second cornerback taken. Technically, I I forget which one went first. I think it was JC Horn that went first, Uh, but same was like fine last year. He definitely he looked good at times. He looked, you know, not as great at times, Uh, but, you know, he was solid um, for a rookie cornerback on a not very good team which i think is really the big thing here which is that i expect the denver broncos offense to be a lot better Mm -hmm. i expect them to be a lot better and i think that's only going to help certain because when you have offenses that can put up points what that allows the defense to do is you have the defensive line being able to you know tuck their ears back and go after the quarterback when you're getting to the quarterback, which I hopefully they're going to be able to do after signing, uh, who's a Greg Hardy to a massive contract. Um, and then that should allow Patrick Sertain to be able to, he, he's going to have an easier time as a cornerback. If they're getting to the passer in the way that they hope to. And if they know what the opposing offense is going to do, which if they're up by a lot, which hopefully Russell Wilson should be able to help them with, it's only going to make his life easier. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I think Patrick Sertain is in a really good spot to take a leap forward this year, uh, and I'm excited to see both him and Horn hopefully live up to their draft status this year.
1: Yeah, and off that, I did want to add one player that I don't have on the list before we go to our joint one, and that is pay I think pay is going How to I be... Know? Did you say him?
0: Well, no, I have a long um, list.
1: Oh, I honestly I really didn't look at your list because I only have like three guys. Um,
0: <laughs> I read your list.
1: <laughs> well, my list was only three long.
0: Yeah, and um, one, two, one of them was mine.
1: I didn't exactly. Now I two of them were at, mine. I didn't, I didn't look at your list. Anyway, I was going to say Quiddy Pay, um, with Yannick Ngakwe and with Gus Bradley. There, I think he is more primed to have the role that everyone expected him to have out of the gate, um, and you know, be a lot more explosive player. And I do think he has you know, the ability to post a double digit sack season.
0: Yeah. And they also have DeForest Buckner there. So Quiddy Pay will most likely be kind of like that third option on the defensive line. And all he's got to do is be able to take easy. Yeah. He just needs to be able to take advantage of one-on-one. Yep,
1: exactly. Yep. Perfect. All right. Do you want to lead us into the one we share? Sure. Yeah. That's uh, very
0: much a chalk one. Uh, And that's Rashad Bateman. Uh, He was taken in the back half of the first round in the 2021 draft. I think it was 27 overall, but don't quote me on that. Um, And yeah, I I mean, the Ravens made the choice to trade Marquise Hollywood Brown and that left them with Rashad Bateman. And basically no one else in the wide receiver room. They have like a billion tight ends, obviously leading off with Mark Andrews. Mm -hmm. um, But what yeah, at play? the wide receiver position, like there's a lot of guys that haven't really done much since they got drafted. I like Tylen Wallace. I think he's interesting, but again, he has proven absolutely nothing and he was not taken in the first round. Yeah, so, that depth chart is yucky. No, it's bad. It's bad. The um, top
1: three after Rashad Bateman's the wide receiver one, and then it's Devin Duvernay and James Proche. Yep. Jalen Moore. Oh, they did they did pick up Slade Bolden. From Alabama. So
0: yeah, um, <laughs> not a lot going on there, uh, but yeah, Rashad Bateman. It just, I, I mean, if he doesn't have a breakout campaign, then like I, I think you can basically name him a bust at that point. Yes, I agree. It's just there's no one else there, um, with the exception of Mark Andrews, and if Lamar, yeah, it 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 should happen. And I yeah. also I will say I really like Rashad. Like there's not, I really like Rashad Bateman coming out. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in that draft. Um, and yeah, it should happen. I was
1: so on board last year and I was very upset when it didn't happen. So I'm going to stick it out for one more year. Like you said, before calling it an absolute bust and getting rid of all Rashad Bateman on my teams, my fantasy teams. But I, like you said, I mean, there's not, not much else to say other than he kind of has to have a sophomore leap or the Ravens are doomed i mean because who else besides otherwise it's just lamar jackson and mark andrews and jk dobbins which basically yeah i
0: mean all of their running backs are still not healthy which is not good for them
1: no exactly Um, so yeah i think that's the easiest one to explain is rashad bateman because there's literally no one else there
0: yeah literally very true yep um, I'm just going to throw out a couple names off yeah, my long ahead. list. If um, you want
1: us, we still have time. I know we, we wanted to dedicate about a half hour to the second, the third segment. So if you want to spend some time and in to
0: I'll make it quick. These are, okay. these these are less exciting guys, but Josh Palmer is the number three wide receiver with the chargers. He was drafted in, I think the third round la- last year. Um, I just like him. They didn't really do much to add much competition to him. So I think that he's in a place to break out, especially if they really just let Justin Herbert sling it, uh, which I think mm-hmm. they should um brevin jordan he's a tight end who drafted on day three i think for the texans um he had flashes last year but if davis mills can really pick it up and be a little more consistent this year like we hope um you know i think he can be a really interesting name and then chris evans um not captain Captain america America slash steve as you
1: say not captain america i say captain america
0: yeah so not the captain america chris evans but Mm -hmm. the one that was drafted by the bengals uh, he's a running back, and he was a little bit of a pass-catching specialist, I think, or that's kind of how he was pegged coming out of the draft. Um, he had flashes. I know he had one really solid play, uh, one highlight real play uh, from last year, but there's talk that he might be able to kind of steal that third-down role from the guy whose name I am desperate to forget and seemingly have uh, that ruined the Super Bowl for them because they took Joe Mixon off the field. Who is their other runner? Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's
1: one freaking.
0: Yep. So, uh, I like Chris Evans a lot. I just think he could be interesting. So, yeah. All right. We can move on. I have,
1: I do have one question for you, a player that I was, you know, a little bit hesitant to put on my list, but still feel like there's a chance there. Rondale Moore. I want to know how you feel about him. Um, you know, Christian Kirk left. Deandre Hopkins has a six game suspension. They did add Marquise Brown but you know they lose two, At game on 1. Taggers. Yeah, so I'm curious if you uh have an opinion on that one because I'm not sure which way I sway.
0: I have very low expectations. Okay,
1: that's that's kind I of-
0: I don't I don't think he was good last year. I I don't yeah. think he was very good. I I'm not convinced that Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. And I think we'll that it takes a after. really good coach to make use of a player like that. Yeah. Like well, if Tyreek Hill that- for instance, and I'm not saying he's Tyree Kill. Yeah. But if Tyree Kill landed on a team that wasn't coached by Andy Reid, I'm not convinced that he'd be making the money he makes right now. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, off the field stuff.
1: And I think, I think part of it is that we're so ingrained. He's small, he's fast, to like be like, he could be so good. You know what I mean? That, and that's kind of why I have this expectation of like, maybe he could.
0: I mean, he was if a second-round pick. Fast. Like, we should have an expectation that yeah. he would be good. He yeah. he, he should. I, like. But I mean, I just I saw very little from him last year. And I think by trading for Hollywood and re-signing Zach it's like I I don't think they're preaching their and I think they're I believe they re-signed AJ Green as well. Like, I don't think they're preaching their confidence in his ability to take a step forward. And I think a very underrated part of understanding what teams think of players is just following their transactions. And I don't think their transactions speak kindly to their thoughts and feelings toward Rondell Moore.
1: I agree with that. And that's why, you know, I was like a little bit on the fence. And like I said, I think part of it is swayed by the fact that he's small and he's fast. Um, But, and I just, I loved him last year. Like I had high hopes for him last year. So I'm kind of carrying that into, I still have a little bit of high hopes for him either way. It's a good segue because our next segment, we are going to talk about, you know, Plots and and storylines we're tracking throughout the NFL division by division. Today we're going to start with the NFC West. I have them in alphabetical order, so we start with the Arizona Cardinals. Let me just pull up my list because I just before we jump into them, I want to go through their notable, you know, acquisitions and re-signings and notable departures. Um, so they lo- they get, they still have or gained. James Conner, Marquise Brown, A.J. Green, Zach Ertz, and Will Hernandez, and their big departures were Chase Edmonds, who went to the Dolphins, Christian Kirk to the Jaguars, offensive lineman Max Garcia, who went to the Giants, Chandler Jones, huge one, went to the Raiders, Jordan Hicks, and Malcolm Butler, who went to the Vikings and the Patriots. Um, so, what you know, what are you looking at here? Sum it up in one sentence, I guess, and then we can go from there and talk about it a little
0: bit. Yeah, so for me i just i and this is somewhat similar to what you have but i think it's mm-hmm. different in the way that i'm looking at it And it's really just like what is kyler murray made of yep. i don't really care that much about his on the field performance like i think he could be fine but like i think there's a real chance that at the end of this season this kyler murray thing will blow up and he won't be a he won't want to be a Cardinal. Like we'll see yeah. like an NBA level, like uh, Ben Simmons, like I'm not playing for this franchise again. Um, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just scarred. You know, that's why I see a therapist, but um, me both. The, the off season has just been so weird with him. They still, they still haven't signed him. And you know, when you have that franchise quarterback, or when you think you do, normally you don't wait to sign him. Obviously, the Mar, the Lamar thing is similar, but kind of just different because I don't know Lamar just kind of a different dude. And the way he's handling it, it's very odd. But I think that yeah. he, I don't think there's any bad blood, and I think there is bad blood forming in Arizona. And I really think that like they overperformed at the beginning of last season, then they very much plateaued. Um, they've shown flashes in this mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray era. And I think we could see the beginning of the end this season really fast if things don't start out well for them. Because I don't know if Kyler Murray is a guy that is going to be able to handle all of the things that are going to surround this team this year, seemingly. I
1: agree. And beginning of the end for both of them. And that's kind of where where my question question my big storyline that I'm looking out for was the way I phrased it was can Kyler Murray be the clutch player that the Cardinals need him to be because it seems like he has huge flashes always in the beginning but when it comes to these clutch games and these clutch times he's just not who people thought he was and it could be a fluke it could not be but it seems to be a pattern um the last couple of years and I mean the same goes for Cliff Kingsbury is is he a clutch coach? And I hate saying it like that, but you know, he's crashed and burned two years in a row where they start out so good and the Cardinals just completely crash and burn. And is it all his fault? No. But a good coach should be able to figure out how to manage that a little bit better, especially going last year they how many how were they how long were they undefeated?
0: Oh god. A long I time. Know. I have no clue. A long time. But they were the how one did. seed until like Yep. three weeks before the playoff started yes. or something like yeah
1: i think they were undefeated they were. through like 10 yeah. games something like that and then they yeah. crashed and burned you should be able to manage that a little bit better so like you said beginning of the it could possibly be the season that it's the beginning of the end for both of them um i think this may be a kyler murray i don't know but i think this is cliff kingsbury's make it or break it year as, as a coach for the Cardinals.
0: yeah and just to touch on the the um the clutch thing like, mm-hmm. I personally, I hate, I, I hate that narrative. I, I can't yeah, stand it. And it's I, not you personally, but like. I
1: know. I don't love it either. I just don't know how else to phrase it, if that makes sense. I just
0: like, I people make such a big deal out of it. And the fact of the matter is that like, no one is clutch until they are. Yeah. Like every, every, every human being in every sport that people believe is clutch wasn't was until they were. Like, I don't know. It, it's stupid, but. I know, I
1: know exactly what you mean. I just don't have a better alternative for it. I feel like it's kind of the best way for me to say it right I mean, now.
0: I think it's will they be able to elevate their team? Okay. Like to me, that's that's the way I'm looking yeah. at what you said, more yeah. so than like being able to be clutch. Yeah.
1: Um, and mine is just I like Kyler Murray specifically is those make or break games, you know where. He makes a very oh, he, stupid mistake,
0: and he really underperformed in their playoff game. Yeah, like exactly. Was, their yeah. playoff
1: games and like interdivision games too is what I'm counting in their playoff games and interdivision games because of how important they are come big the end moments. of the season and those big moments. He is not a big player, which well, stinks, but he's short. He is tiny.
0: So, very tiny. are you taller than him?
1: I probably. How tall is he? Hold on. How tall is Kyler? Hurry, I am By an go. inch, one inch is five ten. I'm five
0: eleven. I don't believe that you're five eleven. <laughs> We've had this conversation <laughs> like off-
1: a million times. Yeah, I just
0: I, I am five
1: eleven. Most people don't. don't think that.
0: I just don't believe you. Like I'm just I, mad that you think I
1: give off short, short girl energy. I it's not the
0: energy. You just look short. I
1: don't know. I don't know how you to. You only describe ever it. see me from like the
0: shoulder. That's what I. Well, okay, no. First of all, like I have. Uh, this is i i don't know how to say this so <laughs> sounding weird There's we've never met in person a look behind the camera we've never met in person
1: no but we no like hang the out only on time FaceTime. that i've
0: talked to you has not been literally from like your no i know right like
1: I, I like will like back the camera up and ask you about an outfit yes. like, and i've seen five. your
0: instagram i've seen like pictures of you as a person yeah you don't look tall I am tall, but on the other hand, like I, one of my one of my roommates in college, like his sister, is mm-hmm. really short, and I I would I would argue with him that she is mm-hmm. definitely like six feet tall, because the way that she looks in a picture is just like wow she must be really tall.
1: Yeah,
0: I no, don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. I, I've Almost only like run that. into it with like two people, and it's you it's and, me and her, my friend's <laughs> sister, and no, I don't I'm know. very
1: tall. Like if I put on shoes, I could be six foot.
0: I just, I don't believe you. Did you play basketball?
1: Oh, a sore subject for my grandfather who might listen Ooh, to this because he listens no. sometimes. Um, but oh,
0: hi Ashley's grandfather. I love you.
1: Uh, <laughs> he does listen, um, but he always wanted right me
0: to play I said basketball.
1: He was a basketball coach. And he made my coach.
0: dad cry when he retired. Okay, I'm done.
1: <laughs> he was, um, yeah, he was a basketball coach. He was a college basketball coach for a while and uh, always tried to get me to play basketball and I didn't like it and I hated it. And I wasn't bad at it. Like I'm still fairly decent at basketball at least at shooting a basketball but i just yeah, I let like
0: my dad it. down by sucking
1: mm. i just quit i didn't care for it
0: i, I quit because i was bad yeah i was in band and,
1: yeah
0: i mean i made I, him proud in different ways i have a great know, I, tried, I tried i tried band <laughs> this is I, getting really really out of <laughs> out of hand now um, all right so
1: lead us into the ramp.
0: Uh, yeah, the Rams. Um, Why, why don't you go first? Because okay. I like right. topic better than mine, actually.
1: Okay. So my big question is, was it the Bears or was it Allen Robinson? I think that's my huge thing to look out for. I think it was the Bears. That's my personal opinion. Um, You know, a lot of odds have Alan Robinson as the comeback player of the year and all this stuff. And I I don't know about that, but I think it was the Bears. I think Alan Robinson still has talent left in him. Um and I think he has a huge likelihood <laughs> of of succeeding with the Rams. Um but yeah that's my question is was it the Bears or was it Alan Robinson?
0: I can't tell if you're asking me or not.
1: No, that was like how I phrased my storyline. Like, if I'm looking out for one storyline, that's how, that's what I'm looking out for. But I'll ask you, was it the Bears or was it Allen Robinson?
0: I think it was the Bears. I think they're terrible. I think they're really bad. They're so bad. I I think they're really bad.
1: Do you think they could go winless this year? Yes. Yeah.
0: Because their offensive line is complete and utter garbage.
1: Swiss cheese.
0: And like. I just if you don't have an offensive line you have nothing Uh, that's that's my opinion um but yeah i know i i agree and i actually i really like that storyline i think that's very interesting um i hate that it's highlighted green because i said that i was going to highlight oh crap i was Uh, because
1: i added my i didn't have one for the rams and then i thought of it while we were speaking so i just hit enter and it was green
0: like you don't you don't even listen to when i talk do you
1: I do. I'm just. I'm I'll be honest. I zoned moment. out while you
0: were talking, and I was thinking about like how tall you would be next to me, yeah. uh, and I just how didn't. How tall are next... you? I'm legally I'm six foot.
1: Like on your driver's license?
0: Yes, I'm five so foot 11. Five eleven. I'm five eleven and three quarters. So and the person told me that I could either be six foot or five eleven and a half, so because obviously they can five only five go in halves. Foot. And it was my birthday, and I said I want to be six foot. And then you know what I did? I called my dad and I bragged to him because I was finally six foot, and he never was. So, but I still sucked at basketball, so it didn't. Legally,
1: yeah. If you say you're six foot, I say you're five eleven.
0: No, legally, I'm six foot. The government disagrees with you. Um. Anyway, um.
1: Your storyline for the. I feel like
0: we're gonna meet, and you're gonna be taller than me, and I'm really (laughs) not. Like I'm I'm just really gonna be thrown off. I like.
1: I wouldn't doubt it.
0: I'm going to need to, like... I told you, it. I'm coming
1: to Philly this year for a Giants-Philly game. As long as you promise to not, not let me get beat up.
0: You're not going to get beat up. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't...
1: No, that's not, like, a Philly thing. That's, like, I live in Boston, and when I go to the Red Sox-Yankees, I'm afraid I'm going to be beat up.
0: Okay, well, everyone else means it is a Philly thing. I don't I'm
1: mean it, it as a Philly fan. thing. I mean it as, like, an opposing fan. Oh, you're not going to get know, beat division. up.
0: If you're not well, an you idiot, you're not going to get beat me. up.
1: I'm not
0: an idiot. Well, if you don't act like an idiot, you're not going to get beat wow. up. Um, yeah, so, no, I agree. Allen Robinson is a very, very interesting um, player. He's one that mm-hmm. I really like, Penn State guy. Um, but, yeah, he was really great a lot of times with really horrible quarterbacks. And then he was really bad one time with a not good quarterback situation. And yeah. now he's got Matthew and Stafford throwing situation. him the ball. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And I am... much on um, Probably, I'm almost positive he's back on Andy Reid's coaching staff somewhere. Um, the storyline that I have for the Rams is Cam Akers' recovery. Um, obviously... Oh my god, he you're back. right. I knew it, yeah, because he's... Yeah, that's what happens when coaches fail. They go back to the head of their like coach. Like Joe Judge. Team. Yeah, Oh, I was thinking about Joe Judge today. So, yeah. okay, I, I'm getting off topic again. This is it's horrible. Fine. Um, so do you know that there's only been one team over the past five seasons that has never once been above a 500 record? No. At any point over the last five seasons, like one and O two and one, the giants in the last yeah. five season seasons have not been over 500 at any point. I didn't know season. they were
1: the only ones I knew that yeah. that was them,
0: but but so I I was, I, I was listening to some podcast. Don't remember mm-hmm. who it was or I'd shout them out, but, um, cause I'm, I'm sure they'd be listening to this, but yeah, um, I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, and this is the same team that was coached by the dude who was complaining on national television that they oh, didn't that get reason. to make it into the playoffs because oh, the Eagles decided Where's to you? not win. when They had six wins. And it just, I got angry his all over thing ever, and You get angry every Coach time. George. I hate him. He's <laughs> garbage. He's miserable. And he deserves to get punched in the face by whatever kicker yeah. was on his team at one point. I think he insulted them. I know Urban Meyer did, but I think... Oh, Joe Judge no, was like, No, it was, who was um, like who was the Kelvin Benjamin? He deserves to get punched in the face by Kelvin Benjamin. That's yeah. who it is.
1: When he um, got fired, I said on the podcast that that was going to be the last time I have an I hate Joe Judge nope. uh, counter in the corner. And I,
0: all not, that needs to happen is now we need to think about him, dude. There's
1: like talk that he might be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots.
0: You know, honestly, I think he'd probably be fine because Bill Belichick's there. It doesn't yeah, matter. True. At that point. Also,
1: Matt Nagy is on as QB coach. He took Mike, yep. Ka- Mike Kafka's spot.
0: Yep, and he yep. Mike Kafka, you know where he played? No. I'm only gonna ask if it's one team. Philly. Like yes. <laughs> he was drafted by Philly. He was a third string quarterback. He is my friend Jake. Nice. My friend Jake's all time favorite Eagles quarterback.
1: Nice.
0: Don't okay. ask me why. All right. Matt Patricia looks to be the OC. That's so stupid. Oh, my God. Them. What Whatever. if they just
1: have all of them? What if they have, like, a rotating door? Like, you're the offensive coordinator today.
0: Who knows? Um. Anyway, yeah. Cam Akers. Uh, he came back during the playoffs. He looked pretty terrible after one, like, really solid oh, yeah. game, actually. But he looked really bad, so it's going to – I think it's just a large storyline as a whole. Like, Cam Akers, it's going to be mixed in there with, like, Marlon Mack a little bit, coming mm-hmm. back from the Achilles injury a little bit longer ago. Um, Deonta Foreman came back from an Achilles injury. That happened, like, four years ago last year and looked mm-hmm. – Good in the NFL for the first time since. Yeah. So yes, but the main one I think being Cam Akers, because he looks so good prior to it. And now we're really gonna see, you know, after a full off season of like rest, and you already know he's healed, but like how healed was he type of thing. So I think Mm -hmm. that's gonna be really interesting. That's what I'm really excited to see. Again, kind of an easy one. but Yeah, um,
1: my big thing with that, and I've, I've spoken about it before when we we talked about Cam Akers a couple of weeks ago, I think, is it wasn't just his burst and mobility. My huge issue with him was ball security. He was terrible at ball security and putting his head down all the time those few games that he came back in the playoffs. That scared yeah the living hell out of me and that those are my two things that I'm looking out for with him to see like if you keep putting your head down like that eventually you're gonna get really hurt in the head and have a short career. Really
0: possibly. hurt in the head. Really hurt your first ladies and, and gentlemen. And ball security it'll be boxing also. in no time.
1: Exactly. Um with that next team San Francisco 49ers mine is like oh I have two for this one. So you I'll go two. first. I do have two. My first one is the question that everyone That's has it is what will they do with Jimmy G? Are they going to finally have, you know, the changing of the guard with Trey Lance or are I mean, they They've already
0: basically said they are, like... I know,
1: but we also said that in the past.
0: No, but no, but like they've said it like in a way that I don't think you can come back from, which is like, yeah, like as soon as he's healthy, he's not going to be on this team. Yeah. Like they've like almost said that word for word, something along those lines.
1: So um, that's my thing. What are they going to do with him? Um, and then my other one kind of a little bit goes hand in hand is almost the entire offensive staff left. I think there was only like one offensive assistant that stayed. Um, so is this offense going to be entirely new? You know, is the in the scheme, how they play, who they're playing going to be completely new or are they going to keep a little bit of the DNA of the previous team?
0: I mean, my quick answer to that would be yes. It's gonna yeah. no, wait, it'd be no. I think Kyle... Wait, I don't know if it was a yes or no question anymore. I think it'll be very much the same because Kyle Shanahan is still there. He's mm-hmm. still the guy with yep. the plan. I agree. Um,
1: I do think fun. there will be plenty of new, though. I don't think it's going... I think it's going to be a good mix, personally, but that's still what I'm looking out for.
0: Um, yeah, and especially like who's playing. I think that was an interesting question mm-hmm. you raised, but like we've seen like in the past... Um, God, names are not my forte tonight. Uh, the dude who got... Like, blacklisted by Kyle Shanahan like two seasons ago after having a solid outing the year before that, um, is now gone. Um, mm-hmm. but people were hoping he would be a breakout. I cannot remember his name, but then the year after that was Brandon Ayuk, obviously, yep. um, who came on later in the season but was in the doghouse at the beginning of the season. So, um, Kyle Shanahan very much decides who's on the field, yep. Um, and he definitely is very weird about it, yeah. Um, uh, my big question actually goes along with that, which is kind of the running back rotation as a whole. Like Elijah Mitchell was awesome when he was on the field last year. He just, he missed, I, he didn't miss that many games, but he had like three separate injuries that caused him to miss games, which mm. was not a good feeling. Um, but he was electric. He definitely fits exactly what, you know, the Raheem Mostert type prototype that Kyle Shanahan seems to really like, which is basically fast. Um, that's, it's really kind of that simple. Um, and, uh, their third round running back from last year, uh, Trey Sermon does not fit that at all. Um, and they very quickly decided that that was a miss. And I, I, I truly think that they're just kind of done with him um, because they drafted Tyrian Davis price in the third round this season. And I think that's the big question I have, which is, you know, how are they going to divide up the playing time between not only those two guys, but they, they always use more than one guy. Um, You know, there's Elijah Mitchell didn't have a ton of third down opportunities last year, not a ton of goal line opportunities. So how are they going to divide up the roles? Is Kyle Shanahan still going to use a quote unquote lead back? Is it going to be Elijah Mitchell or is, are they going to lean toward the guy they just took in the third round who fits the prototype that he's looking for a lot better than the guy from yeah. the year before, Trey Sermon.
1: Yeah, I agree. So. That you could ask that question every year. Yes, and it still be Absolutely. you know completely. You could ask that question every year. Um, so I agree. I'm still all aboard on Eli Mitchell. So, Oops, we'll see. He like got me pretty far. His his good couple of weeks towards the end of the fantasy season pushed me along in a couple of leagues. So, I'm all aboard for him. I don't um, know yeah. And then the final team, the Seattle Seahawks, who probably have like the most storylines of just like WTF um, is going to happen. Um but they're
0: also like at the same exact time the most boring team in the NFL. Yeah, like,
1: exactly. It, it's so strange. Outside of
0: maybe the Bears.
1: Very oh, weird dichotomy. Um sorry. but I feel like even the Bears are a little bit more interesting, like
0: I don't know if they are. Maybe it's because I just their offensive line is so terrible and I don't want to watch yeah, anything yeah. that they do. But
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then you have like Fields and you have like these weird misfit crew of receivers that they're putting in there feels a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. My question is who is Pete Carroll without Russell Wilson? Um, yeah. And you and I have had this again, this conversation about Pete Carroll a million times. And even before Russell Wilson was traded, we said, you know, the Seahawks have to make their decision. Is it Pete Carroll or is it Russell Wilson? They chose Pete Carroll. They traded Russell Wilson. Um, but in his 11 years with Seattle, Russ has been there for nine of them. Um, so, you know, he's really come into his own, has, has a lot more experience under his belt as a head coach now. And that is a lot in part with Russell Wilson. So I'm curious to see who he is, you know, without a incredible elite quarterback behind him.
0: Sorry, I'm I'm like <laughs> catching up. He actually had two yeah. seasons. Uh, without that's Russell. What I, Wilson.
1: Yeah, that's why I said he's been there for oh, eleven sorry, seasons, and Russell that's Wilson right. has been there for nine.
0: Oh, I did math wrong. Yeah, yeah I he forgot that he started his, in, I, Seattle,
1: I, in I, Seattle at 2010, and yeah, Russell his got drafted. first season
0: in was the, the seven and nine division title with mm-hmm. the Beastquake. I forgot that that was his first year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So he has not had a winning record without Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, I you might have said exactly that. Um, yeah. I was reading Wikipedia, I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um I I, I, love, I love the Beast Quake. Always makes me smile. Um you yeah, know, I just think he's probably a bad coach and they've <laughs> got one of the best wide receiving wide receiver duos in uh, the league and no one to throw to them and DK Metcalf probably wishes he was drafted by the Eagles now. So. Yeah. Oh Drew how Lock the the tables so DK, D.K. Metcalf.
1: Drew Locke i hope i kind of hope he does well drew lock yeah he just seems like one of those like little quirky little i love his little dances okay he's he looks like a little cutie I hope he absolutely does well. right a little,
0: little cutie a
1: little cutie i hope he does well
0: kind of like I store know. brand zach wilson
1: exactly Exactly,
0: but like more likable, I think. More, Actually, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I, I can know. say. that
1: anymore. See, like even though Zach Wilson like went to BYU, I still think Drew Lock is like the more vanilla version of Zach. Yeah,
0: Wilson. yeah, he's probably not. Which sleeping. I would
1: expect to be opposite because like Zach Wilson went to BYU and all that stuff, and but he's sleeping with his that, mom's best he's friend. He's sleeping with his mom's best friend, so Drew Lock is the more vanilla version of Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah. And the memes of the memes of uh, Zach Wilson were also just like not more offensive is not the right word, but like more demeaning of like the draft where like all the memes where it's like he's never seen a black person before or he thought he was like getting into a race war by accident. Like those were really funny um, because he genuinely just looked shocked. Whereas Drew Locke, he's just chilling all the time. Yeah. He's just like like
1: it looks like he just runs off vibes.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the last time that Pete Carroll didn't have Russell Wilson, he had a guy named Marshawn Lynch who turned into one of the most exciting running backs to ever watch, in my opinion, at least you know, in my lifetime. Um, and the question that I have and that I'm very interested in is former first round pick Rashad Penny, um, who's I think he's either entering his fifth or sixth year in the NFL. Um, all with the Seahawks and barely done anything until a stretch last season when he was finally healthy and played really, really well. He was on pace for, I believe, in I I don't know the exact like series of games. Uh, I looked it up earlier and I forget, but um, he was on pace. If you take like his good stretch of the season for around 2,200 total rushing yards. um, Also, let's just say when he
1: was healthy and asterisk when Chris Carson wasn't.
0: Yeah, Chris Carson's never playing football again, though. That
1: so. was going to be my uh, after we yeah. got t- done talking about Rashad Penny. I was going to add one more question: Is Chris Carson ever going to
0: play? No. football No, I, I I hope to God he does not play football again. And I yeah. that is because I care about his well being.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I, I don't remember what his that I'm really is. Really but mad, I'm really mad.
1: I'm really mad that I accepted a trade offer that I thought was the other way around, and I somehow with like Chris Carson. Ashley, listen, I know. It's Ashley. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Rashad Penny is he legit? Uh, I would love to see him just have a year healthy and just go crazy, yeah. and then Pete Carroll pay him like eighty million dollars because I think it'd be hilarious. Um, but really, I just I like Rashad Penny, and I yeah. really hope that he can stay healthy. Um, but you know, how well will he be able to hold off uh, newcomer Ken Walker? Mm-hmm. Um, and what is Pete Carroll gonna do? Is it going to be the incumbent that starts the season as kind of the workhorse until he gets sure. injured, or yeah? Um or not. So we will see. Um we do have uh we do have Dan Bradley in our chat right now who wants us to make his Scott Fishbowl pick. Um I'm not aware of what Scott Fishbowl is. It's the Scott Fishbowl has about three thousand contestants and it is a fantasy football tournament uh for charity uh run by Scott Fish himself. And it's cool, it's got quirky scoring. Uh and yeah it's a lot of fun um, obviously contestants or um, signing up for it is closed but signing up for next year is already open yep. so um, if you have any questions about it if you're interested in it feel free to message one of us or go sign up but um, yeah. Dan wants to know do we want Damian Pierce uh, I'm assuming that's Daryl Henderson or Rashad White at the 12.03 assuming that's Daryl Henderson
1: yeah I
0: don't know. You go first. Huh? So. So it's really interesting. Um, obviously, Rashad White is the backup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he'll be behind Leonard Fournette. Um the math says that Leonard Fournette is due for an off year because he only is successful in fantasy every other year, which would mean yeah. Rashad White should be good this year. Um, Daryl Henderson, I think, is a really good value Yeah. because, I mean, he was great last year until he kind of dealt with some injuries and he lost the favor of the coaching staff. Um, but they also have... Uh, it's not Tyler Algier. They drafted a running back in, like, the four... Isaiah... No, Isaiah suppose on the Chargers. They drafted a running back out of Notre Dame in like the fourth round, who I think might also be competition for Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. And then Damian Pierce is a rookie on the Texans, which is not good because they're the Texans.
1: But it is but, good because he's behind two Philly slang old head.
0: Yeah, I mean he might be the starting. He might be the starting. That's
1: that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. I was that I I wanted to make sure I was right on um, looking up the. The yeah, roster Burkhead and Marlon Mack. Yeah, he's behind mac and and Burkhead. so they're like I said Philly slang two old heads. I'm using that right, I think, right?
0: Oh, that's a wait. Did you did you say that's Philly slang? Yes. I told I, you I don't know I don't know what Philly slang is. Philly I slang. live here. Old heads. To me it's just uh, yeah, that's I know it. I that's just Philly didn't realize slang. that was only a Philly thing. I no, thought that Philly was slang. an everywhere thing. That's um Philly Yeah, yes. I so, thought go
1: with Jamie Pierce.
0: Yeah. Also, specifically because I know you have Alvin Kamara as your RB two, and mm. no other running backs. I'm going to say Damian Pierce because I think that he's more likely to be able to be started early in the season. Yeah, um, but and on, he started like, more often. Yeah, if you were more RB robust, I think I'd like Rashad White because I think he's more talented, and I think that he actually might get a chance to be pretty fantasy relevant. And I think he's mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I would go Damian Pierce given your situation and all that. So
1: yeah, I agree.
0: And uh, um, if it goes wrong, you can't blame us. There's no, no proof.
1: There is no liability. There's. I'm going to put ne- next time, we're going to put a little thing on the screen that says we are not liable for any poor fantasy outcomes when we give fantasy advice. I know a lawyer. I know a lawyer too. Both of lawyers. Watch your backs. Um, either way, we're going to start wrapping it up here. We are just about the hour mark. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll start out today. Um, you can find me on here every Wednesday night live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie with two A's. And Ashley, you can find all of my content with The Undroppables on the website and especially on our premium Discord channel, which you can get access to by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Undroppables. I have a lot of interesting things I'm going to share next time I see you. Um, I'm not going to get into them now because I'm not telling anyone until... TikTok. yeah, I'll share my Mormon TikToks. If you'd like to see the Mormon TikToks, just let me know. Um, but lots lots of interesting things happening uh, for us, for me, for the Undroppables. You can you know, keep up with us, but I'm excited to share what I have going on next time I speak to you guys. Duncan, where can we find
0: you? You can find me in Wakanda mm. uh, doing my draft for Scott Fishbowl. I'm yeah. in the Wakanda division. The um, yeah, other than that, you can just find me. On Twitter at MP Duncan seventy five, uh, you can find me here. In I guess two weeks, mm-hmm. um, because Ashley's you know doing stuff like she just said next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can find me with the undroppables.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, like like you just said, like I said, we won't be in live next week. Uh, we will be in the following week with our usual podcast time slot lot of 8, p- eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Um, so make sure to tune in then we have an off week next week. I hope you all have a fantastic two weeks. Uh, and we will see you on, what is that? the 27th. I think that I is. have no clue. Yep. The 27th. So we will see you on the 27th. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Stream all of our previous podcasts and this one on anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple music, uh, Apple podcasts and YouTube. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Have a great night. Bye everyone. Bye.